Welcome to a podcast. A good podcast about board games and my wife. A very good podcast in which I persuade her. Also, let's not start off by saying board games. We don't understand it yet. Is it, yeah, but it's ironic. Why is it ironic? What's the irony? I think maybe this is a good intro. <laughs> right, I'm doing a sound check. I can't so ever have. Can you do a... Can I do a rap or can I do a... Are you staying there? Oh, I'm staying there. Yes, I'm staying there. It's where I'm going to sit. My name is Kit. And I have a house made of mice. It's a mice house. <laughs> <laughs> I went really wrong. I tried. I tried. I tried different things, but it just didn't work. Uh, did I it? might keep the sound check. This what? might be the one that I keep. <laughs> what do you do with them? Just keep them for your collection? Like, oh, I no. put that on my DVD. <laughs> no, I only delete them. But that was that priceless. What, awful, awful, awful rap. I don't even know if you could call it rap. I it's like, need to listen like to the sound poetry now. slam. Can you just? Shush. Hello, welcome to Board Games with my wife, with me Jack, and my wife Lottie. Hi there, this is a Bird with Games podcast, Bird with Games being our little board game company with titles coming to Kickstarter this year. Woohoo, are you excited? I am excited, you, you sound very excited, you sound like you've had a coffee and you're excited. I haven't even, it's only been chamomile tea. Um, to keep up with Birdwood and the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter and Amsterdam. Twitter and Instagram, at Birdwood Games, that's like birds in the animal, and then wood as in trees, games. Um, you can subscribe to our newsletter if you like, it's on our website, birdwoodgames.co.uk, and you can drop us an email. You can do so at birdwoodgames at gmail.com. And I love receiving your I letters. I love receiving people's letters and emails, it's fantastic when we, yeah. when we get to respond to people. So yes, please do, and we will, yeah. we will respond, and we will, we will be as funny as we are here. So Not funny at all. <laughs> so hello. Hello, you're in, you've, you, you've done it, congratulations. Cheers, lad. You basically said you said like, look, you were you, when we first started this, however many months ago, you were like what, years ago, what? we the podcast. You were like, you can do the introduction, you do the introduction, you, you do that part, do and now like cool. you're slowly migrating away from me doing the introduction to be like, I'm gonna take the introduction away from you. I actually in can't, hands. I can't say welcome to Border Games with my wife. Border Games. <laughs> well, here you go. This is a, I'm not allowed to do it because I'm stumbly with my words. Right, don't knock over the mic, dog, please. Um, and also, I can't. Call myself my wife. Well, I could. But you could. You could be saying like, I'm, I'm, I'm Lottie, and that's Jack, my husband, and that would be a bit of like, what's it called? Um, the old bait and switch. The old bait and switch. Exactly. The old bait and switch. I don't think people would be that interested in that no. bait and switch. Do you? No, I don't. But it took me like so many months to get it right, and I finally got it right. And then you were like, "Well done for getting it right." Now I'm going to take away some responsibility from you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened. I can't. I can't say you're lying because you're not. I can't gaslight you out of this situation. <laughs> you can't gaslight me out of the situation and pretend it's not true because it's true. Should we tell the people what today's episode is? Tell about? the people. Tell the people what's on this. What's on the cards. No, that's that's later. That comes later. What's this? This is why you can't have this the intro. This is why I can't have the power. <laughs> Goes to my head. No, I just get things wrong all the time. Mm. But then, but you can fix that in the edit, or as we've learned during this process, not fix it in the edit for me, but fix it in the edit for you. So that's I, the power of the. Editor. I sound like a bumbly like bumble toad, and then you're there like eloquently speaking beautifully, <laughs> aren't you? Even though you, even though you've called us boardwood in this game, in this podcast already, people won't know people, that. I've done people, that. people, <laughs> she called us boardwood games. <laughs> people won't know because I'll cut it out. You can't cut out every reference I make to boardwood then. Oh no, I, I, I won't. I won't bother with that. It'll just make you sound insane instead. If you, you, you're going to gaslight me, you're going to digitally gaslight me. Yeah, this podcast is actually the slow, slow defamation of your name <laughs> as an insane person. Can you tell the people what today's episode the, is about? Today's episode is short games. Oh my god, they're games that play under thirty minutes. Thrillers. Short games, thrillers. Yeah, but short is very 
ambiguous. Yeah, it's fair. It's quite ambiguous. Be yes. more ambiguous, man. <laughs> I want to improve my ambiguity. Um, yeah, so it's games you can play for 30, 30 minutes. So fillers that you either might play before you play a big game to get you get your group warmed up, or you might play between games if you're in for a games night, or if you haven't got a lot of time and you want to play something, here's what we recommend playing. Yeah, that's where I fall into the category. People that play board games to warm up baffle me because I'm like okay I've played that game I'm having a nap now <laughs> <laughs> well often after I explain the rules to you you have like a half an hour nap people Jack's <laughs> explanations and to be fair kudos to you for learning the rules we've got a better system now where we learn them together but previously Jack used to explain like big crunchy game rules to me and it would make me want to die but instead of dying I just have a nap you have like a 45 minute nap and then you wake up from the nap and forgotten most of the rules <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happens when you've been traumatised I'm just processing the rules trauma so yeah we're talking about filler games today short, sweet, snappy some of our faves some faves a variety of things as well across like group yeah. party games it's but a also funny like, old mix actually it is a real funny um, mix so it is a funny mix but also what I quite like about filler games apart from one of them they're always quite inexpensive so they're kind of like ones where I think different filler games will hit hit or not hit with different people and it, it, luckily it's not a big investment so it's not a big risk of being like am I going to spend £50 on this game and then I don't like it or my family doesn't like it yes right so what's caught our eyes respective eyes have you come to the table with stuff, as you often want to do? I have. I've come to the table with two things. Two things? Well, I come to the table with three things. Okay, it's not a competition. Well, it is a competition when you win. <laughs> do you want to go first? Uh, yes, I will go first. So we were talking about this off-air, because we occasionally do chat off-air, don't we? We occasionally, like... Not often. Not, not, not often. Not like, don't speak to me. <laughs> not we just walk past, walk past the coldly and wait to once every two weeks we have a chat. <laughs> Don't even look at me. <laughs> um, Send me an, an, a post-it note or a memo. We were thinking about doing some, I guess say like interior design, but it's like it's like <laughs> decorating. It's decorating. It's like interior design. No, interior design. We're going to paint the walls. We're going to paint the walls. Yeah, and we were painting the walls. <laughs> that went from interior design to. But anyway, that's part... like that meme, you know, like the concept. Yeah, and really actually, what it is. Yeah, yeah. but the, but the <laughs> but the painting of the walls. Anyway, what we we're discussing with the painting of the walls was that we would potentially we've got a, we've got a, the room where we record our podcast where all our games are. It's it's kind of like it's not it's not really being you utilized in, in in any real efficient or effective no, way. We've like, kind of got it as like a spare guests, a, a spare yeah. guest room sort of thing, and we don't really have guests. Um, well, not anymore. <laughs> no, thanks <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> so so we we thought why don't we turn it into some kind of like games room board games room with like fixed like maybe like game table in there basically and like, and people, like... people of podcast land have you seen the animated version of Beauty and the Beast where Belle goes to the library and swings on the library ladder across all the titles for books we want that but for games what? I want a library I want a library ladder I know you talk, but, you, but our ceilings aren't very tall also I'm six foot tall so I'll get on the library ladder yeah, our library ladder would be like a little step stool <laughs> As long as I can swing on it and sing Little Town, it's a quiet village. I don't think that's going to work in this room. You're, you're, you are nearly at the... We, like, we are probably about two foot away from each other and we've got no room to move now, so I'm not sure... I just want to swing on the ladder. I could I could maybe like I could fit like one of them swing ropes into the roof and we could, I could push you around the room. Like a rope swing? Like a rope swing, yeah. That's good. I, that wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> but, but I'd like a library and a ladder and you're like, I can do a rope swing in the room. <laughs> A rope swing in the room. I can shove you around, and you can look at the books. It probably just fly into the wall, or it would pull through the ceiling. More likely, it'd probably pull through probably the ceiling. Probably pull through the ceiling. I think it's good for my ego or the ceiling. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the roof would come down, <laughs> and then we'd have to explain to the, to the to the builders or the fixers what's happened. And we were like, "Well, we tried to fit a rope swing, and, like, and my wife pulled it down." I'm like, "Listen, builders, have you seen Beauty and the Beast the animated <laughs> version?" 
I'm not sure if there's an oh yeah, there's an animated version with um, Emma Watson and does she do it in that? Does she do it in that? Probably does. If she doesn't, that's a that's a missed opportunity. Anyway, you, I know you want a library at some point with a light with the ladder. Maybe at some point we'll have that. I just that. think that's but like I don't think we've got the capability to have that in our current space. So based yeah. on what we have got, back to back to what's caught my eye. Back to the interior design, painting this room. Back to the interior design, painting and possibly putting some shelves up. So let's not let's not sell and ourselves short. And and I can make you a small ladder. I've got a little step ladder outside. No one wants a small ladder. Anyone who wants a ladder has never been like, but make it small. <laughs> Um, what, I what, only want to be slightly taller. What I have, what I've always wanted ever since I was a wee lad. And Can what, you stop saying wee lad? What's wrong with that? Yeah, wee laddie. I've always really, really wanted a gaming table. Yeah. So I think this could be the perfect opportunity for us to get a gaming but table. But we've got a table. We've got tables. I don't disagree with the fact we've got tables. I because disagree, that's a true fact. I don't disagree with the fact we've got tables. But we haven't got a gaming table. But I don't want a specific gaming no, table. No, but you They're see, you, so so on Kickstarter right now, and by the time this goes oh, out, it'll still possibly be on Kickstarter, it might have actually just finished, is the Origins Exquisite and Functional Board Game Table. Hold on, let's have a Google. Origins, what's it? Exquisite and Functional Board Game Table on Kickstarter. Now look, you need to not look at the pricing. Let's just not, let's not go to pricing straight away. Let's just look at the, look at the quality first. Look at the quality. Okay, I'm getting there. It is called Exquisite and Functional. Yeah, and look at how nice it looks. They've got a nice little video. It's got different... Like... You know what I've already got some cause for concern about? I'm just oh, from no. the first bit. There has been a total of a quarter of a million dollars backed but only 545 yeah, backers yeah but you don't need to you don't need to worry about maths maths no don't worry about maths you never like maths you never liked it in the first place don't worry about it which suggests <laughs> it's, it suggests oh my god it suggests nothing it suggests absolutely nothing you, you are being it's just you're presuming it's $1,500 yeah that's not I assume that's, that doesn't include the shipping I probably doubt it no <laughs> but anyway isn't it exquisite and functional it, um but what it's got is what I love about these new. What about I love about these games tables is they've got like tops to go on top of them. So you put the top on to turn it into a to a table, and then you take it off, and it's got this lovely. Felt. Do you want to know what else has tops on? What Just normal tables? <laughs> yes, Why but do you need it to be hang on, hang on. Can you take off the top? And then have a felt underneath with a game on it. Why would I want to? Because then you've got this nice felt to play a game on. You can leave the game set up and put the table back on it for, for other various things you want to do. You know, all these things going on. It's got cup holders. It's got... Co- We've got coasters. It's got cup holders. It's got component organisers. It's water resistant. I mean, I'm on the big cell so here. other tables. Hmm? Other tables aren't just like made of paper. <laughs> like, oh no! <laughs> but look how nice it looks. So I was thinking, when we redo this room... How big is this, by the way? Well, it might not fit, but... That's fine because you can. We'll get so you a little I can't ladder. have a ladder, but you can have this huge it, table. It's probably not massive. It's, it it's, looks it's, pretty it's sizable. Only, it's it only six people. Yeah, I mean that's fine, isn't it? You know, six person table. It would fit. It would it, fit in this room. You know what? Just it's nice for you to have dreams. <laughs> That's a nice thing for you. But I've always wanted a gaming table, and I think this could be the time. My, I, if I've got a chance of pitching for one, it's now because you said we, you've, you've considered redoing this room and turning it into a games room. You said that. You said that I've got that recorded on evidence. I've got evidence. <laughs> of that. So you, if I'm pitching for a gaming table, it, it's now is the time to strike. I'll review your pitch, and I'll be back to you in six to five working days. I think my pitch is going to get rejected. I do too. <laughs> do you know what's caught my eye? What's caught your eye? You might have seen this. I don't know if you have. You haven't mentioned it to me. Have you seen uh, The Witcher Old World? I have, actually. That almost caught my eyes this week. It did. It actually did catch my eye. I forgot about it, but it's caught my eye, yes. So this um, looks like a very cool uh, new title. So it's coming next year, apparently, 2022. For two to five players, sounds like a chunky boy. It's 90 to 100. A chunky what, sorry? A chunky boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to repeat that again? Sorry, yes, one more time. <laughs> a chunky boy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It plays for 90 to 150 minutes. And in this game, you become a witcher. 
and immerse yourself in the legendary universe of the Witcher franchise, which sounds brilliant. There doesn't look like there's that much I, rippling muscle Henry Cavill, which no, it's is before, like, it's, before, it's, it's hundred years before Henry Cavill, before Geralt, not Henry Cavill. So no, it's, oh no, yeah, it yeah, is. Certainly years before the saga. Or maybe we will get a rippling Henry Cavill. Well, we might get other rippling people, men and women. I would imagine. Yeah, but I've seen Henry Cavill now in the flesh via Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I could just get you a picture of him to play with the game. Yeah, you, that could work. But but it, I, I have seen this and I am excited but also I am concerned. Why? Because my reason for being excited but also concerned... Here comes a fun sponge. Is, ...is that it's a competitive 2-5 to five player game, which sounds great. It's got two fantastic looking miniatures um, in most of the images. Yeah. And... My, you, there are, I understand that there are five witches in the game that you can play as, which would be five different witcher folk, uh, which is which is great. But then my fear is, is this going to be a miniatures fest game? Well, it's going to be not too bad a million, a million miniatures. And then my other theory is, is it going to be a campaign game? Possibly. Which so is which is maybe not. But it, but maybe not. And hopefully and hopefully not. But you know, we'll, it's we'll, a competitive we'll see. adventure board game. Which, which sounds very promising. I think it sounds. I think I think if this is a kind of game where it's like you 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 can go and explore the world, fight various monsters. Monsters are moving around. Where there's different contracts on the monsters to go and hunt them and all the rest of it. And you're and you're trying to become the most famous or best witcher over a period of time. That sounds brilliant. It could be a campaign game. And it could also be a game with a million miniatures. I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere that it only has 15 miniatures in it. So if there's five main characters, there'll be a miniature each. Yeah. Uh, five, f- five, five boys, uh, and then it'll be other ten, ten, ten monsters. I assume. Five boys. Yeah. What do you mean, five boys? There'll be five, five witcher boys, Can like a boy band. Not be... I'm pretty sure that you, witches, females, or female. I don't feel it's can't be witches or females aren't witches. Can I don't know my witcher law well enough. Females be witches. This is this is, this is what we're cooking. I'm pretty sure there was whether it's oh in the witcher story, females cannot become witches and go through the trials that they have. Is all, that because of sexism? They have all as they all have only died taking the trial. Oh, so they have tried it. It's just so, so it's not because Boo. Of, so it's not because Boo. of sexism though. They have tried it at but, least. Well, not tried hard enough. Not killing enough innocent young girls. Well. It's a pretty brutal thing though. You take boys, boys and girls, obviously, out of like anywhere and you basically sub, 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 you do this trial where you've got to drink some awful blood I think or poison and you either die or you don't I don't care for this I what? don't care for this one jot what which means it isn't suited to the female body and males are more likely to survive than females because hell even most male dies and only about three and ten are said to survive so zero women survive but there's three and I think there's some this is oh, I'm not sure about you Witcher why who wrote the Witcher I don't know who wrote the Witcher it's gonna get cut out I assume <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe this is my rallying call for a more feminist witcher. To be fair, it's got some pretty cool female witches in it, the witcher. You mean female characters? Female characters. They're witches. They're female witches. They are witches. The two witches. Yes, but the fact that it's written being like, women couldn't be witches. Silly old weak women. <laughs> you can't drink that blood of a man. <laughs> not with those boobs. <laughs> Absolutely no one. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, the game's caught my eye. We'll return to the dubiousness of the author some other time maybe um what else have you seen what else have i seen right what else have i seen i have seen uh, a game that looks absolutely adorable uh i say it looks adorable it doesn't look adorable it's just the box cart i love the box art i literally love the box art more than anything in this world mm-hmm. and that is a game called cubitos you know what i've also seen something by AEG. recently as well and this is gonna be cubitos no it's not oh but cubitos has got a like I don't know if he's like a block of cheese or whatever he is in Lederhosen on the front. Do you and think that, he's cheese? Uh, he looks like cheese. What does he look like to you? Just a, a square thing. He's got holes in him though. Oh, uh, maybe maybe Swiss cheese. He looks like he could be in Switzerland. 
Yes, very possibly. So anyway, so I, I actually don't know much about cube toss. I think it's some sort of cube racing game where you're trying to race your cubes around around an environment. It's just but, absurd, isn't but, it? But but it looks absolutely like I love I love the the I just love I just love it. I just love um I just love the love the front box cover. I love the little art. I love that that cube the, in the game. Um, the um, components in the game look properly cool, don't they? Yeah, they they've do, gone to they town do. on the cube theme. Yeah, and the colour and the colour, like the rainbow colour they kinda of got going with all the different cubes. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool as well. Um and the, the characters are really cool. They've got lots of different cubes in there, looks of things. Yeah, they've got lots of different cubes in there. Of course there would be. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think I think it looks great. Uh, I've seen people playing it, so obviously I think it's out. I think you know what I'm trying to know who's called? What? Lady Cheesen. What a brilliant, brilliant human being or cheesen being. Uh, it looks, it looks really fun. It's, it's, it's actually quite short. It's 30, 60, 30, 60 minutes. Uh, it's a draft. It's drafting. Push your luck. Sounds great. I'd probably be awful at it because I'm really bad at push your luck. Uh, but yeah, I think this looks right up our street for fun, fun uh, times. I don't know if whether it looks up my. It street. looks up your street. Okay. <laughs> I'm seduced by the whimsy. You, I, but I think one can go too far. Like, do I want to play sixty minutes of whimsical cheese blocks? Don't know. Maybe. Do you want to hear something predictable? Magical creatures? Not quite. Um, this is a roll and write for all four seasons, so it's kind uh, of a nature themed yeah. roll, roll and write, um, and it's called Rustling Leaves. Um, but it has already been released, been released as an excuse my pronunciation. I apologise. Blatterton ration. I don't. I don't think that was an attempt at it. Let's go again. Blatterton ration. That's better. Um, that's better. <laughs> a fluent German speaker. That's better. Is that German? I don't know. It looks German, but I don't know. It's published by Cosmos. Um, but it looks like a really sweet roll and write. The art on it looks lovely, and it's one of the few roll and writes. What's it called, sorry? The Rustling Leaves is the um, English, English translation. Um, it's one of the few roll and writes where the art actually looks like it translates into the gameplay. Like quite often with roll and writes, you have a really beautiful box, and then the art on the uh, the paper or the board is a bit um, lacklustre. But this is really, really oh, it cute. Does it does nice, the, the, the board art, yeah, the, the paper yeah. art, yes. So you play over each season, and each season there's a themed game with new rules, so that's quite cool that you have like basically four games in one that kind of coexist. And the art, as I said, looks lovely, and it looks like a nice little addition to the roll and write for meal. Yeah, we, we, we like a roll and write, probably a bit too much, but we like a roll and write. I'll finish off then with something that we probably won't like, but I've got it on the list anyway because it's like it's like we 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 keep going. We like um, mosquitoes or flies with those zappers, you know, the really bright zappers that they get zapped by. What? Uh, we keep going back and going back and going back, even though we're getting zapped. And that is because that's a campaign game. Oh, you! Do you it's, never learn? I never learn. It's Sleeping Gods by Red Raven Games, I believe. It is it Red Raven Games? So I've seen so many people playing this recently, and it looks it looks really really interesting. So Sleeping Gods, it looks a la sort of Seventh Continent, no! above and below. I think no! that's what it's called. Like lots of different. There's a few games. It looks like it's it's got lots of different mechanics. It's cooperative. You're, you're exploring this 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 map. You're you know it, it, it's got those. It's got interesting theme. You're battling monsters and creatures and doing collecting things and resources and all the kind of things. But it's got like an open world sort of thing, and yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you're not you know, selling it to me. Like, no, no, I, I, you may I, I, be selling it to people at home that like campaign games, yeah, but you are not selling it to like, me. But it's like I, it's like I, I just feel with like we campaign games, we tried so many now, and we've just never got on with them, have we? So every time I see one, I'm like, oh, this looks like it could be. Well, the sometimes one, we get on the with one. them, but only to like a lukewarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't dis- we don't dislike them. We're not like, oh, this is horrible. I don't like it. Like Gloomhaven, for example, we didn't dislike Gloomhaven, but it was just like, yeah, fine. I just don't understand why people really like it. 
I think people actually, people are different. But people are different. Like, think, yeah. but you don't play video games, for example. You don't you don't play video games, so it's I don't like know why you're framing that as some kind of insult. I'm not. I'm saying <laughs> I don't think I was framing it. I'm saying you don't play video you games. You so, never play video. But games. Like, no, so it's like you don't you play. Pleb. You won't play a game where it's like a, like an RPG where you'll do no. hours and hours and hours of progression yeah, to the, get um, items and characters and levels and skills. The and, the infiniteness of a world of being like find the edges of this world it's like I don't want to feel like no. I'm in the Truman Project I yeah. find that intensely yeah. anxiety yeah. inducing so, so, so with a campaign game you've obviously never got that feeling and I think like for me a campaign maybe though if we had this, the, the, the table where we could leave it set up underneath the table then we might find some more I think also that's our problem we've said this before but our problem is is that because we come we, we play a game and then we don't come back to it maybe for, for six months yeah. it's like if if we don't love it then it's like we'll never touch it for ages. Then it's like, can we just pick it up again from 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 where it was? Yeah, I wonder whether we should try and play one game several times in a row over the course of a week. Is that fun or is that just like? Depends what the game is. I don't know if that's even fun. Is that is that? Should we try out Sleeping Gods? <laughs> no, no. Fair enough. That all. That's all. That's that. That's all she wrote. Cheers, lad. Before we move on to our main topic, can I tell you about a plug? What kind of plug? Spark not, plug. Not a spark plug. Not a bath plug. But a plug... What about a oh. hair plug? What's a hair plug? Isn't that a thing? I don't know. I'm looking at you here. I feel like that's a female thing, isn't it? Or not I female think necessarily. A, but... I think it's more of a male... No, I get, I get adverts for them on Instagram. Where like, they where don't like, know that you've got full hair They're like hair. magic clinics where you literally go in and you draw like a new Although hair. Although you could do with hair plugs for your beard. Yes, that yes. Uh, be... I've got... I have got... Yes, I could. Maybe, maybe I'll ask them if they do beard plugs. Is that just a bridge too far? Should we just accept that you can't grow a beard? No, I think we should accept that I can't grow a beard. But anyway, they're not hair plugs. No, you guess wrong again. It's a plug. What about... Oh, God. I don't think there are any other kinds of plugs. No, no, you've run out of plugs. The only plug left is uh, for me to plug our show, which you're listening to. Hi. Welcome. We're so pleased you're here. We would so love it if you rated, reviewed, and if you're not already, if you subscribe to Board Games With My Wife. The reviews and ratings make such a difference and really do make our day. Thank you everyone who has reviewed us since last week. It's so lovely to see little messages from you pop up and the podcast people say that it helps other people find us. So please help that happen. Let's, let's do this. That's, that's, that's all. That. that was the plug. Not Hold a hair on. plug, not a spark plug, not a bathroom plug. There you go. Just to, you know. Use your plug. Podcast plug. Okay, shall we get into it? Let's do this, they say in the business. Do you want to go second or first? I think you normally go second, so I'll go second this time. Okay, so I'll go first. No, I'll go second. <laughs> You're such a bundle of fun, aren't you? A bundle of fun. A bundle of. That's how, that's how I want to be described on my tombstone, please. <laughs> a bundle of fun. <laughs> With like an apostrophe out of the air. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So then in like 100 years time, people walk past, they'll be like, what the hell, what the hell? Like Jack Hazel. <laughs> that's Loving it. husband. No, 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 no oh. name. Just, just a bundle Jack- of fun. Oh, so not even Jack Hayes? No. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So people will be like, what's a bundle of fun actually buried here? And what is that? Then people might exhume me and then see what I am. And then be like, oh, it's just a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's just this de- decomposed body. That's less fun and more disturbing. Let me tell you about... Something that's more fun and less disturbing? Uh, kind of. Uh, sometimes disturbing, sometimes fun, sometimes intensely irritating. Um, I'm going to talk to you about The Mind by... Oh, God. <laughs> Nuremberger Spielchang Verlag. Spielkarten Verlag. Yes. Do you know how to say that publisher? I, I, I. You're like, you do the mind. <laughs> you can just call that. I'm pretty sure you can just call it NSV as well. I think they go by NSV. NSV. Cool. So <laughs> the mind, but NSV. Um, and the mind is for two to four players, and it plays for fifteen minutes, and. 
in the mind you are not allowed to talk to one another you're not allowed to communicate in any way so no significant nodding no winking no nudging someone in the ribs no looking at me like that either you and so you're trying to get to um from the lowest card to the highest card without saying anything and so you're splitting these cards between you and your teammates and it's kind of a game of a bit of social deduction, it's, a bit of social yeah, communication. It, a bit of silliness. A bit of silliness. And more often than not, you are unable to get to 100 and you have to start again. Uh, so the mind game gives you a few hacks and a few help helping cards along the way. So you can skip if you lay a wrong card or, or if something goes wrong. It's a great game if you're looking just to warm up, to loosen up the uh, group of players that you're with, or if you're looking for a filler game, or maybe you're having a little drink and you want to play something that makes you laugh out loud. This is a really good one to do that. Um, Jack and I have played this at two players, and it also is really a fun two-player game as well. Like it's does, I don't think it loses any of its magic. No, at two I players. think I think it's yeah, just as fun at two players as it is more. No, I th- I, th- I think that you know I think it's really fun. It's like it's like a silly, it's like a it's like a silly activity. And I think, like, if you were starting a games night or you had family or around or, like, you wanted to... Whenever that is allowed to happen again. Um, you And you wanted to warm everyone up and have a bit of a laugh. I think this is a really good one to start doing that. Or you've just played, like, a big game. Maybe people are fancying maybe playing another one, but they're not sure. And you want to kind of do a bit of a palate cleanser, as it were. This is that kind of game, which it is just silly and it's a bit of fun. Yeah. I think also, it, it could are... probably die dead with the wrong kind of people. Um, but I think it's... it's it's Yeah, it's a bit of silly fun. Because you can't... There's no strategy to it. There's no, like... No. It's guessing and luck. Put you know, it's, it's luck, pure luck to, yeah. a, to a large extent. There are also, um, which I think, why I wouldn't worry about playing with any kind of group because there are no stakes in this game. No one can do it wrong. Like if something goes wrong, it's kind of the collective fault of the whole group. Yes. So um, it's quite a nice one because it's a high energy, low stakes game. And normally, if you have a very high energy game of traditional social deduction, for example, there are normally higher stakes or someone's lying or like. Yeah. So this is quite an interesting yes. way of getting that energy. Um, up without there being a traitor element or something similar. I also think general rule of thumb for a lot of these games, some don't hold true to this, but a lot of the games we might happen to be talking about in this section, they're all quite, uh, should I say, inexpensive. They're all quite like, they're quite affordable games, which is good because I think sometimes these games will hit with you or they won't hit with you, hit with your group or they won't hit with your group, hit with your family or won't hit with your family. And it's what's nice is you're not spending you know, a lot of money on a game and then spending hours as well, not only money, but time to see. I think if you watch a YouTube video of this and saw it played, you think, would would, would, would people I know like that? And I think mm. you, you would be able to tell that quite quickly. And then it is a bit of fun. I mean, we've had some silly times with it when we've had a bit of, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of, um, a bit, a bit of alcohol and we've kind of been a bit silly with it. And it's just been like, you know, it's been quite funny. You to, make to, us sound like such rebels. We are, we're literally the least rebellious people in the world. <laughs> We are so unrebellious, it's unbelievable. We'll have like a glass of wine and play a game and be like, ooh, it sounds quite nice to be honest. But it, it does is, sound yeah. nice. I yeah. don't mind not being rebellious. That yeah. sounds very nice. Do you want to tell me about a game? I will tell you about a game then. I will tell you about a game. Ironically, I've just, I've just said I've just said about how you know these games are all like you know affordable blah, blah blah and all the rest of it. This one is at the other end of that, and it is still a game you can play in thirty minutes. It is a quick game, and it's one of those games where, and I think this is true of a lot of the games in this list, where it. You, it doesn't necessarily have an end point. You could play it as many times. You could replay it and replay yeah. it and replay it as many times as you wanted to, and you could set your own rules for it. Really, of saying, "We'll pay five rounds, and the winner is whoever gets the most point, or whatever that kind of thing." Yeah. You don't have to necessarily do anything, um, you know, kind of more strict than that. And that game is Pitch Car mm. by Thirty. It's an older game. This came out in 1995. Pitch Car, so it's quite an old game, but it's still it's still easily available and available to get. Yeah. It, but it is a big. 
it's it's what you would describe as a big boy. Is it a big boy? What do you describe it as? Chunky boy? I think it would be a chunky boy. This is not what I'd describe as a chunky boy. It's just got lots of no, pieces. No, so, so, so chunky in terms of the size of it. It's quite a big box with a lot of pieces. Basically, Pitch Car is a flicking It's a flicking game. It's a dexterity game where you're flicking a car around a track. So you've got to build the track with these pieces, which is quite fun in the first place. And then you've got to flick a car around that track. And it is, you know, silliness of a dexterity game. You're flicking the car around. You're racing each other. You're trying to overtake people. There are lots of expansions for this game where they add, like, ramps loop-de-loops going up high and then coming down uh, you know corners all sorts of different things going on so there's loads of different con- content for this game if, you, if it really interests you but this is one of those ones where again it's a nice like it's a real change of pace because it's not thinky you're not thinking about stuff you're, you're you're using dexterity so you're flicking and you're kind of playing the game in that way yeah um, so it's a real it's a real change of pace from, a, from another kind of, kind of game it's got a little bit of setup and takedown so whilst it plays I kind of think though that with the setup and takedown if you're the if you're the person that enjoys pitch car, that's probably quite... Yeah, it, it is funny. Like, it has a bit you of a... build a track um, how you want it. Yeah, it has yeah. a bit like a, the scale electrics vibe yes. where it's like, I'm going to put a loop-de-loop in here. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to do a figure eight. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to build this kind of track or that kind of track, which is, which is to be fair, that is quite fun. Uh, and, and then the racing itself is fun. It's fun to knock people off and those kinds of things. You could, and actually, you could, this game is one of those games you'll house rule and make your own rules for and say, you know, whatever you want to say yeah. for it. It's not, it's not a, there's, there are rules in it, but I don't think you'll follow them. You'll just play the kind of, you'll race each other basically. You'll say, oh, we'll do two laps, yeah. winner, winner wins, that sort of thing. And I think if you like anything like Ice Cool or something like Downforce, for example, yeah. I think you'll like Pitch Car. Yes, definitely. Hmm. Dexterity you. fun. For your contribution, Dexterity fun. Your stage name. <laughs> Next one on the list is Spyfall 2. Uh, I don't know what Spyfall 1 is like, but we have Spyfall 2, so I'm going to tell you about Spyfall it's 2. Similar, I think. So... In Spyfall, you can play from with three to twelve players. So this is great if you've got a big crowd. Um, and you, on the table between you or wherever you're playing, you uh, put out a range of locations, and you have to try and find the spies amongst you. And you do that by asking coded questions to your teammates. So if there was a a wood uh, wooded area out, for example, I'd say to Jack, somewhere we went for a picnic last spring, for example, um, and that would be. Um, We'd, we'd then share that piece of information. And so you're trying to root out the spy. And so this is a really fun one. I think it works best if the group knows each other fairly equally. Or doesn't know each other at all. Or doesn't know each other yeah. at all, yeah. So their level of knowledge of each other is fairly equal because otherwise you can get pockets of, well, we know each other really well, so you're never going to understand our clues. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so... But it's a really fun game for a little bit of light social deduction without it being aggressive in any way. Yeah, it's um, so quick. Yeah, it's really quick. I think that this is a great one because it is it plays best with probably about six to eight players. Yeah. So it's a really good one if you've got a larger group and you are either looking for a night of party games or you are palate cleansing, as Jack yes. calls it. Sounds very creepy to me, a bit Hannibal Lecter. Um, between <laughs> larger games. Palate cleansing. Like, where have you got that phrase from? That's a good. That's a phrase. You're a foodie. That's a phrase. Yeah, not for board games. Why not? What have you eaten a piece? Yes. <laughs> you're cleansing your palate. You're refreshing yourself for the next game. You're 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 you know wringing the sponge of the mind. What you're gonna say? The mouth then. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's Spyfall too. It's not really much more complicated than that. No. It's, um, it's a really good game. It's, it's published by, I should say, Hobby World, um, and very easy to get hold of. Very easy to get hold of. And, and there's other versions of this. There's a DC version, I believe. There's like a time travelling version. There's obviously Spyfall One as well. It does, it does the same thing, in, as far as I could tell. Maybe with slight variants in yeah. it, but it, it is really fun. It's kind of like you know, it's that kind of thing of it being everyone it, it plays a bit weird because you're trying to give clues but not give away where the, the location is so it's kind of like you've got to try and suss that out which i think is fun but yeah i do think it's one of those ones where 
you do need to make sure the group is is of a similar so if if, you, if it's a family environment for example that that'll be fine because you'll probably have things that you share and connect on do you it, want to know the difference between spy for one and spy for two I think Spyfall 2 has two possibilities to have two spies. Yes, it's two spies. So you can have two spies. Depending yeah, on you, two yeah, spies. Yes. Uh, so Spyfall is just a detection of a spy. Yes. Um, which is quite nice for Spyfall 2, actually, for you to have two in the mix, and, which is kind of like you're sharing out the And the again, hiding. this is one of those ones where you can house rule Spyfall and you can do things like, for example, because depending on the size of the group, because it plays to, plays to um, quite a lot of people, it plays to 12 people potentially in, in a game, so it's quite, quite a significant size. What you can do is you could do like shuffling, so you can have multiple spies, or you can have no spies. You can do all these kinds of things. It's then the group to try and work out. Okay, yeah. everyone knows what we're talking about, and and they'll be safe on that. And it, 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 and it's one of those things where it's really fun to get away with it when you mm. when you when you're devious. You are so devious, aren't you, naughty Betty? Right, you want to do one? Yeah. Okay. Well, following on from being devious, let's talk about being more openly devious, being corrupt in Teeth Tashin by so by Fobs Games. Teeth Tashin has also been re-implemented. That came out in 2016. It was re-implemented as a game called Good Critters by Arcane Wonders. So Good Critters is a re-implementation of Teeth Tashin with a with a kind of like a, quite a nice, cool, like crittery, like noir critter theme um, onto it. I will talk about Teeth Tashin because I actually haven't played Good Critters, but I imagine it's probably, from what I understand, it's exactly the same or a very similar game, um, just with different, different, you know, a different theming. That being, you are critters who have done a heist and you are spit the loot so in teeth tashin you play as corrupt politicians basically embezzling public funds and each each round somebody will or someone will be the 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 the, the leader the, the the president or the commissioner or whatever whatever you're called and that person will decide how the money split across all the players then players vote on if they agree or disagree with that money split so they can or they can do other things as well they can try and blackmail or so or counter blackmail each other and do those kinds of things if the vote passes everybody gets the money according to the split if the vote fails the president is ousted from the role he that they failed they're ousted from the role and a new president selected and it, and it go, and it goes it goes on like that so it's kind of that thing of it being like you're working out how to vote you're working out how to try and split the money try and, it, it, it's really like and you can kind of like make fake alliances and then betray each other and then blackmail each other and it's got mm. that it's got that real feeling of corruption and everyone so everyone being bad and it's just uh so we've kind of got to the dicey end of social social deduction yeah it, there isn't so much social deduction on it because you don't no one's you are all bad you're all starting off as bad people it's then the kind of working out what people might do so are people going to vote yes or no and how can you try and engineer them to vote yes or no who's going to do blackmailing who's going to take some money from the pot it, it's it's lots of those different things going on so it's quite it's quite a bit lighter than social deduction and from my experience it, I know it, says, it does say 20 to 50 minutes but my experience it plays very quickly it plays in like half an hour you can mm-hmm. burn through it quite quickly because people get it quite quickly and it's just it's just it's just a good bit of fun it's a good bit of fun to, me- to mess each other around and to, and to be corrupt politicians for a little bit it gives an insight into your psyche definitely. I think it'd be more fun to be a critter to be a, to be a robbing critter mm. that'd be more fun so that'd be worth looking at yeah absolutely because we like critters a thievery. We do. Well, no, not a thievery. I retract mine. We do. <laughs> so yeah, that's that. That's T-Tash and slash good critters. Mm, thank you. Uh, next on the list is Jaipur by GameWorks, and Jaipur is actually the first board game that I ever personally owned. It was um, Jack. The man sounds dramatic. It is dramatic. What was the first board game you ever owned? War of the Ring was the first. That's more dramatic. That is more dramatic. Yeah, that's we started. Dramatic. We started. Uh, Collecting games about five or six years ago, we got into the hobby, and the first game we bought or I bought was War of the Ring, which is like if you know War of the Ring, it's a two-player 
massive, sprawling, one of those tells the story of Lord of the Rings over the, over a board game. So it's probably three to four hours of a gameplay. Uh, and it, it, we, we sat down with it first. We remember sitting down with it and just being like, yeah. what is that? What is happening? I remember whenever we returned to that game, we had to go out... Yeah, had to like plan breaks. We should, we should replay it at some point. We should replay it at some I point. I really don't want to. We should replay it. I reckon we'd enjoy to. it. I think we'd enjoy it. Also, in War of the Ring, because I would probably play as the Fellowship. Like the fear of getting caught by the Nazgul would be like, I'd never go. I'd never be responsible for taking a ring to Mordor. But I, I, I could play as the Fellowship. I don't you want could to be play the Nazgul. It. You could be the evil people. You could be the the, the, the armies of, of darkness. No, suits your character. Oh. <laughs> anyway, let me tell you about Jaipur. So in Jaipur, you are trading and selling goods to become the most wealthy work merchant in this game for just two players. So if you are a two-player gaming duo, dynamic duo, then you might want to check out Jaipur. I really like small games that are tuned for two players. This one, you can tell, has a really brilliant balance. Um, and it's basically a card drafting game where you are doing a little bit of bidding, a little bit of trying to guess what the other one is going to do um, and basically score the most uh, for your wares at the end of the game. The theme is really beautiful, so you have this lovely illustration uh, based on the markets of Jaipur and you are trying to kind of blend together tactics, risk and luck to be the most successful trader. And it's a lovely game to play, you know, if you have some time before dinner or if you are filling some time at the weekend. Um, I like to play Jaipur with a glass of wine. This is a recurring theme and a bowl of crisps. Um, I think that's a, a nice time to play it personally. It's a really nice game to kick back with and kind of um, relax. The play is very intuitive and you, the, the rules learning is minimal. It's a, it's a good two-player game. I do feel that there is a interesting thing about it, a game being quite you're playing the same game over and over again and it obviously there's choices but it's, it's limited which in some ways is good because it's like it means you're not mm. going to be there's not a lot of analysis paralysis there's not a lot of waiting and calculating your points it's kind of like there's turns it's like bang 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 you know and, and it does you do fly through three rounds or two rounds of all depending on how yeah. many you actually end up playing it, it does it does fly by mm-hmm. uh, and, and it, yeah it, it's a really it's just a solid kind of drafting and then um sort of set collection style game I think it's yeah. I think it's a really it's a really good it's a really good one. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Right. So I'm going to talk about this. This has been put on my list. So this has been this has been assigned to me on the, on the list of games. Can you guess what the game is? It's Big Grams. It's Banana Grams by Banana Grams Inc. I believe are the makers of this game. So well, I you name your company anything else. Well, I name you know the company you've got success there. So Just Banana Grams is a, a banana that's basically got Scrabble tiles in it. Uh, and then you basically play a version of, in my opinion, a better version of a Scrabble style. I don't know why you're being disparaging. You love B-grams. I, I thoroughly enjoy Bananagrams. Um, also, give it its proper name. I thoroughly enjoy B-grams, as we call it, <laughs> apparently, in this household. I think, I, I, in, all, in, all, in all fairness, it is, it, is a fun, it is a fun game. And what you do in Bananagrams is, is you are kind of drafting tiles to then... I'm using drafting as if it's like some sort of like... Uh, <laughs> More than it is, um, you're drafting that is tiles. What you do to be you're fair. drafting tiles to then basically play to, to to create words, and you've got your own. What I like about this one though is that sometimes in games like Scrabble, you the the barrier to entry is quite high because if you don't, if you're not a very good speller or you don't know a lot of words, you are instantly automatically punished because you are therefore a, a weaker point than someone else. Whereas in this one, you are able to make 
you are able to make and reshuffle your words as many times as you want. You're able to reorganize them and resort them. So you you are always flexible to, to what your needs are. Yeah. And you get so many tiles that it's like, well, you know, you've got a lot of choice. You've got a lot of selection. You, you, you know, you've got, you're going to be able to work out some words in there. So it's, so it's not a, it, it, it balances to a degree in that way uh, to allow, to allow, um, to allow you to, be able to do that. So yeah, I, I think I think it's I think it's uh, really yeah. It's actually it's actually. Do you want me to list out some? More? I think you're losing steel on bananagrams. I'm just going to keep you going. Do you want me to list out some key pros for bananagrams? I, I didn't realize we were on the big hype for bananagrams. Well, we are. It's quick as well. It's very quick. It's quick. Plays for 15 minutes. Plays for one to eight players. So you've got loads of flexibility. You can play on your own if you want to. You can play with seven friends if you've got them. Lucky you. It's also shaped like a banana. Adorable, but also small and portable. Hurrah! Could put it in a lunchbox. You could eat this game. You could eat this game, yes. Well, you <laughs> love this game for some reason. Um, I like it. Again, it's another game that's so also it's again so easy to get down to the table. So easy to like you literally just pull the tiles out of the bag. Like there's no yeah. setup at all, and it's quite addictive. So we were going to play a filler game of this, and we ended up playing it for an hour. So is, yeah. there is yes. that you know beware. the risk the risk of getting crack addicted to bananagrams. Yeah, which we are. So that's bananagrams. Thanks for sharing. The next one on the list is Just One by Repost Production. And Just One was published in 2018 and I think was one of our favourite party games of the year. Um, it plays with three to seven players um, and plays in about 20 minutes time. Um, and in Just One, it's a cooperative party game, which I think is a really nice point of difference if you're looking for a slightly different vibe. So where you're all trying to work together to discover as many mystery words as possible. And the game is played where you have a card um, that's shown to you by someone. One player shows a card and everyone else tries to describe that card using... Um, different words so if two players have the same words those clues are eliminated and the person who's showing the card is trying to guess what the word is and again just one is one of those games that you can play as many times as you want until you're bored uh, with doing so you could do one round of it you could do 10 or 20 and i think it's a really fun one for all different ages and all different contexts so this is also goes down really well with children as well yeah um and there's something about the just one um you have little basically they're like kind of like name cards they're like name boards um, yeah name boards and then whiteboard pens which you get to wipe off and i don't know why when there are components like that in a game that i can fiddle with i like that it what i think just one does which is really good is it does the whole kind of like one person's guessing the team are helping one person guess part of it but the fact that it does the thing where you turn over a you all the, the player it has like multiple tension points mm. because there's this first bit where you've got to write your clue down you just one word clue to this thing but then you're trying to think the other players are writing words and if you have the same word obviously you don't show those words so it's that that's the first tension point so the player with their eyes closed is already tense because they're thinking oh I've got to guess this word and the players have their tension point then they all reveal and then it's like then there's that funny moment of if words get turned back and the player who's guessing has got like what might have been a really good selection they've now got like if they had five people to guess from they've now got two because everyone's they're, yeah. they're the same so they're like oh my what is this I've got to try and guess and then what's also then fun is when you have those moments where people go too far outside the box and write down something really weird and yeah. it's just like that what is that and it's just yeah so it's like it's got lots of different fun moments in it and I think because it's co-op a, co a kind of party co-op game works really really well yeah so that's just one then yeah that is just one just one so I've got just two left. How have I got just two? Oh, because I went second. I'm so used to having being like going. I'm going to go last, which is weird. I don't need my go last. Or maybe I do, and I've just got some weird select. What? I don't understand. That's patriarchy. Because you're so used to going first. Oh yeah, that would be the patriarchy. Mm. You should be, you should be going second, really. No, you should be yeah, you should be going second, really. 
that, is that right? How, I'm confused. What patriarchy's yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. There we go. There we go. I'm good at patriarchy, I am. I'm really good You're at patriarchy. Not the best. No, I'm really crap at patriarchy in this house because you just like slowly move me sideways on things. I just get moved sideways. I'm like I'm like that person at a company that's like, How am I ended up here? What am I doing? This wasn't my job. Well, I'm having to deal with societal patriarchy, so... You are having to deal with societal patriarchy. Yeah. Domestic patriarchy, I think. It's, yeah, it's, not, it's non-existent in this house. Yeah, we did it. We fixed it. <laughs> I don't think we did. No, we didn't. We didn't fix it's it. It's still so broken. See, so if the dog is like more charged than anyone in this house, he'll, yeah, like, he'll like come and hit us for his dinner. Although we don't give in to the hitting. Our dog <laughs> actually does do that. He'll get... Uh, his dinner is at half past five and from half past four onwards he'll start pouring you <laughs> <laughs> he'll start pouring me on my leg being like come on come on it's dinner time it's the worst when the clocks go back it's worse and he's than... like it's dark out there give me my kibble <laughs> <laughs> you are yeah so we live in a canine canine anarchy, yeah he's a patriarchy because he's, he's, he's male so I don't I think he'd be the same if he was female um, yeah I think he'd be the same if he was female he just he just he, he runs the roost he's been a roost Anyway, back to me. Back to me doing things as I as as, 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 as I often do. As I, as I sometimes do. Yeah. Before I get moved sideways, and suddenly all of these lists, it will just be lostly listing things, and I'll be there like, "Hello, I'm here too." I think that could be a better podcast. <laughs> right. So next on my list is King Domino by Blue Orange Games. So King Domino is a really great. It's like it's like it's like a domino style game. I think it is. It's a drafting and tile placement game where you're building out a kingdom, which is a shape of dominoes. They've got different types of land on them and you're slowly building it out to basically create areas that will score you points. It is really 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 simple, quite light and it's great for the kind of like family and filler environment because it's it's very uh, not mega competitive as levels of competition to it you're not really like cutthroating each other you're kind of just building out your nice area you're building out your shape and then you're scoring points by trying to get crowns in the area times the size of the area so it's got a bit of thinking to it it's not just mindless it's got a bit of thinking a bit of planning a bit of luck because whatever turns over you don't know what's going to turn over therefore you don't know what the new tile is going to be to to look at it's got a little bit of strategy because depending on which tile you choose you might go first in the next time so for the next set of tiles to go so it's got like little bits of stuff going on but it's a really kind of like simple uh sort of sort of placement game building out i think i think it's a really it's one of those games where i think this is this is a great game for across ages and i think it's a a group of just again this is a nice refresh game bit of a change of pace you're not really thinking hard about this one you're kind of just playing it and seeing what happens I think this is a nice one for a family game as well it's yes. a really dependable family game really so dependable family game yes for younger whether you want particularly. to take your time playing it so the playtime is about 15 minutes but you could take your time playing this or you could play a few rounds so if you have a younger player with you they'll be really uh, confident with the rules by you know the second or third play yeah I, I think I think I completely, completely agree completely right that was my that was my game. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Thank you. The last one on my list is When I Dream by Draw Lab Entertainment. And When I Dream is a really lovely uh, game for four to ten players, which plays for twenty to forty minutes. But you know, we're within the kind of we're within the realm of thirty minutes. So cut some slack. Um, and in When I Dream, one of you is a dreamer, and you place on an eye mask. Which I always love physical elements of a game where there's some kind of physicality around I, I always find that really enchanting and the rest of you are assigned roles so some of you are um you're all spirits so some of you are good spirits some of you are bad spirits and some of you are spirits who are trying to maintain balance and then when I dream you um as spirits draw cards that are really 
uh, fascinating illustrations. They're kind of a little bit trippy. Um, they're normally a mashup of different images, so they're really hard to describe. And you have to describe them to the dreamer who has their eyes covered by the mask using one word until the dreamer guesses what is on the card. Yes. Um, and so the good spirits are trying to give an accurate description, the bad spirits are trying to throw the dreamer off, and the balanced spirits are trying to make sure the dreamer gets as many uh, cards right as they get wrong. So it's a really interesting balance of roles that every person is playing in the game. And then the dreamer also has to remember at the end of their round how many things they guessed, which I think is the hardest part of this game. So you take your eye mask off and then you have to recount all the things that you guessed. Um, so to get extra points and the whole round lasts for 120 seconds so it's a really pacey game um the dreamer can rotate amongst the players or you can keep playing with one dreamer or you know however you'd like to play it but it's super flexible super fast and i think it's a really um comes at party games at kind of a different angle to a lot of the other ones that we've discussed today yeah i think it does i think it's it's, it's a nice bit of social deduction what i quite like about this one which none of the other ones do is you change you're changing teams all the time mm. so obviously when you're the dreamer you're the dreamer but then the other cards are dealt every time so you're not always the bad person or the good person or the mixed person you could be anything different times yeah so it's like the, 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 that adds a bit of fun to it because you yeah. know that you're going to be something different and it, it yeah it, it is really fun because it's then like a a kind of the person who's guessing is can be really thrown off and then yeah. at the end of it they've got to recall all the things they guessed which is which is obviously like really that that itself is like that sounds really easy but it's really not is yeah. it like it's really that's really hard yeah and i think that this is a nice one as well again if you're thinking about playing with younger players it has lots of different cognitive challenges so first you've got communicating either the most useful or unuseful word or whatever you whatever uh, spirit you're taking and then you've got them at uh, the memory aspect yeah. so there's lots of really fun um i don't know why i'm talking like a teacher development um <laughs> what, of this game. what i quite like about this kind of game as well is that you see really good insight into people's psyches mm. when people see a word or they see a like, word association when yeah. they see a word or an image what other things they say yeah. and it's like what <laughs> sometimes you look at someone and think what yeah, what's happening in your mind <laughs> yeah what's happening in your mind like it just goes to weird places like which is, which is always fun that's that, I think that is really fun mm. as, well, as well there we go there we go so final thing final thing the final countdown. Right, the final the final game is Pipe Mats by Lookout Games. So this is this is a recent addition to our collection, but a lovely, lovely, lovely game uh, about <laughs> about kind of like uh, I don't know what bird. You're kind of like collecting. I don't know if you're collecting the bird. You are set collecting birds. I'm not sure what the theme is really. I don't think you're like kidnapping them from the bird feeder. No, I like to think you're kidnapping them from the bird feeder in a bag. I, no, I don't think you're playing a human at this point. No, no, you're kidnapping them for a bird feeder. No, no, no. It's more of abstract. The birds are flocking to the feeder. No, 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 no then you kidnap them afterwards. Yeah. Oh so, <laughs> so it's a set. It's a drafting set collection game where you have to play cards with a numbered value on them to to knock off the card that's on the bird feeder to be able to collect that card. But there's a lot of strategy in what numbers you play because you because because you you're trying to better the number that's there so if, if you play numbers that are that are, t- that are high you'll get it but then the next time it will be very high and someone's got to work that out there's like you 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 eventually will have low numbers and you've got to try and feed cards to your opponent so it's kind of that kind of strategy going on you can create combos where you can like beat the number then beat the number again and even beat the number again based on the numbers you play which is really cool and yeah so you're trying to collect these birds you're trying to get pairs you're trying to get m- most of this most of the different sets of them and i think it's just like it's quite thinky actually it was surprisingly 
deceptively thinking. thinking. It's yeah. really deceptively thinking. It's only two to four players, but it's like it's it's like wow. It was quick. It was quick. It's just twenty to forty minutes. I think half an hour is fair for this game. But it was like wow. That's really thinking. Like the the, the working out of what the best move is. But it, but it's yeah. never it was too. I didn't feel it was ever too much. I never felt it was no, too. No, it never thinking. felt like it was too much. I think the thing with pipe mats is that you have a uh, the actions you take on your turn are going to have ramifications over the following turns that are taken so you never have too much to think about during one turn but you do have to think about how those actions will play out over time which is quite in depth and i think this is probably one of the most engaging in terms of strategy mm-hmm. games that we've got on this list mm-hmm. it, it, it packs a bit of a punch actually I'm a big punch was yeah. a small game yeah. that was always fine and also too. i think because um on the face of it it looks like it's going to be a matching exercise maybe some set collection yeah it's not so simple no not at all um, and you have to you have to be on the ball for it but if you like um birds especially garden birds um and you like that kind of uh sound then i definitely think you should check out that match definitely also if you like learning the german names of birds that's even better what's a blackbird in german i've forgotten amstel Oh, there you go. You haven't forgotten. I haven't, no. I've forgotten the other one. It was a, girl, it was a, a really... green finch. It's called Glufunk. <laughs> Glufink. So those were our top ten 30 minutes or under-ish uh, games Ish. that we like to play as fillers, as warm-ups, um, as little ditties with glasses of alcohol substance. Um, <laughs> glasses of alcohol substance, our favourite. Our favourite. What has been on the cards recently, Ducky? Well, lots of things. We played quite a few games recently, haven't we? Over your birthday weekend, we played a few games. We played Runestones. We did. We played Dragon Castle. We did. We played Jadpur. We did. And we played Takedo. We've played four games since the last report. Four games, I know, Get I know. Get off the bus. Yes, I know. I'm not on a bus. I'm in the house. Oh. Stay in the house. Thank you. It's cold outside. It's really cold outside. It would be chilly. It would be chilly. It would be chilly, would you? Do you want to tell us about the games we played? Yes. So, uh, Runestones by uh, Queen Games is a game we picked up in Essen uh, on a whim, actually. A bit of a whim. And it's it's a drafting game where you are collecting these these gems to basically craft runestones so it's kind of like this drafting hand management deck builder style game and it's got this really cool thing where you're building your deck but you lose when you play the cards you lose a card permanently when you play them and it's which is really it's got a really nice balance to that which is which mm-hmm. i think is if, if, if that sounds interesting if you like a deck builder i would actually recommend checking this one out it's got a really cool little thing where it's like I and i've never seen this mechanic before. no no where you're losing you actually lose you're not just spending them to, you're, you're losing them out and you and you can keep them in other ways which is, yeah. which is quite cool um so that was runestones so dragon castle is a lovely tile drafting game that we've spoken about yes plenty of several times, times before. several times yeah um and if you like the sound of uh, beautiful tiles go and have a look at that one mm-hmm. Jaipur we've literally just spoken about yes we have literally just spoken about that one do you want to tell us about Takaido Takaido by Funforge is a game that is a point to what's a point to point it's kind of like a movement track movement game where you're moving down this track and you're 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 a tourist visiting, or you're, you're on like a tourist tour of Japan, and you're visiting different areas, and you're collecting different things, uh, and it's kind of like set collection meets. Uh, it's got this really cool movement system where you're moving down this track, you can't go backwards, so it's kind of like you've got to work out where you want to go to. But then when when places are blocked, you can't then go to those places, so it's like oh where do I end up going to? And it's got it's got it actually it was and it was surprisingly quick, and it, it was it was quite brisk, wasn't it? And it was yeah, because the the board of Takedo is quite long. Um, mm. Because you're moving in this in this linear style, and so it looks like it should take maybe slightly longer. But it's a really pacey game, and I think because actually I think even it'd be a pacey game if you're playing with more players. So mm. Jack and I play with two, and that two-player game also has an, an AI, AI yeah. um, component. So that has a third point of movement. But 
you move through really quickly, but I think also in the rules you could move to, where do we go? Tokyo. I think Tokyo? so, yes, yes. And then you can move backwards to the start yeah. point, so yes. you could extend the game should you want to. You could do, yes. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyable. It has some uh, lovely detail, so throughout the game you stop to eat at, um, are they called taverns in the game? Inns, I think. Inns, taverns, that sort of thing, um, yeah. You stop to eat at inns, and then they've got some lovely illustrations of different types of Japanese food, uh, which yeah. are nice to have a look at and familiarise yourself with. Yeah, oh, yes. Um, yeah, really beautiful. Really beautiful, yes. A nice visual experience. Very it did nice. did feel like being on a tour of Japan. It did, in, in a, a, time in a game. Part. The art was very nice. Yeah. It was all very nice. A very, very enjoyable game. Really yeah. liked it. So what's on the cards next? Uh, we haven't decided yet what's on the cards next. Well, you're pitching for Concordia. I am pitching for Concordia, yes. That's actually what I'm pitching for. That's on the cards next. Done. <laughs> oh, I, no! have, I have some reservations about Concordia. You like economic games. No, you I don't. Your favorite type of no, game. I don't. You regularly turn to me and say, "I like an economic game." Yeah, I, that's. I can't shut up about it, can I? No, you can't. What are you pitching for then? Um, banana grams, big grams. <laughs> I also quite fancy playing Cracks of Quedlingburg again, and that was quite a good game. I you just want to try and push your luck again. I like pushing my luck. I'm bad at it because I push my luck too far. You do push your luck too far. Every time. I'm notorious for it. Uh, so yeah, so it might be quite Quedlingburg, maybe Concordia. We'll mm-hmm. see what the the crackers. The crackers, yeah. We'll see how it goes. And I think that is that's, that. Though, that's the wrap. That's a show. That is the wrap. The show. Do get in touch with us at Birdwood Games uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Drop us an email. I love to read them. I love to reply. Uh, we're birdwoodgames at gmail.com And and until next time, we'll see you on the flip side. Have a nice day. Bye bye. <laughs>